I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. You don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And the Dallas Mavericks lose to the New Orleans Pelicans. Second night of a back-to-back. Another loss. Another game where Luka Doncic doesn't play. However, this one, Kristaps Porzingis didn't play as well. And so, we're going to get into it. I'm going to break down the Dallas Mavericks 112-103 to loss to the Pelicans. Talk about why Luka and KP were sitting. Talk about Rick Carlisle's comments after the last game. If you guys heard from Isaac, last night after the Pacers game, Rick Carlisle had a couple of Interesting comments I want to get to, and it goes this whole thing about Luca and KP and sitting and when and why and all that kind of stuff. And then a couple other things I want to get into is Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. in this game, the only reason why the Mavericks were even close in this game, 30 points off the bench. Jalen Brunson also 24 points in the loss, uh, but in the starting lineup for Luca. Uh, those two guys, man, if those two guys don't go off, then the Mavericks just have no chance, like no shot. Nobody else has even like a single maybe offensive talented bone in their body, it feels like, to create any kind of shot. That's just how it feels sometimes. Like that's not the way that it is. I mean, Richardson has some offensive talents. We've seen him be a playmaker. He had four assists in this game. He can make shots. We've seen his little, you know, his step inside the line and hit a little mid-range shot. We've seen him do that a couple times. We've seen Maxi Kleba hit threes. He was three of ten tonight. Not awful, but not not that good either. Dorian Finney-Smith has, you know, he's done a couple things here and there offensively. Four assists in this game for him tonight. I thought he had some really, really good plays. But, other, I mean, he's not. you're not asking him to drive and dish like he did in this game a lot. Boban, Boban was was awesome this game. I thought 13 points, 11 boards. And quickly with Boban, before we get into all the other stuff, is that the reason why Boban can play in this game and the reason why he can't play in other games is because of the point guard for the Pelicans. Like, it's because of their guards, basically, in general. Boban can't play against a James Harden, a Damian Lillard, a Steph Curry. He can't play against any of those guys. And it's because of the defensive end. Like, offensively, you're like, well, Boban can still get offensive rebounds and finish and do all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah, he can, but he's going to get destroyed on the defensive end. Uh, he was getting destroyed by by Zion's little pick and rolls and his his uh, explodes to the rim and all that kind of stuff. And the Mavericks just, in general, how have I gone almost three minutes without talking about Zion? 38 points in this game. Six assists. Only five boards, which is kind of wild. He was 12 of 18 from the free throw line, so he took 20 shots. But he, he was. it's not just 20 shots, right? Like, he probably had 35 attempts at a shot and a lot of those were fouled and he goes the line and t- you know all that uh, finishes with 38 like I said plus 16 in the game the only other player that was p- positive like a double digit plus minus for the Pelicans was Kyra Lewis Jr. who I thought was pretty good off the bench for them six of seven from the f- from the floor 13 points five assists he's just speedy man like he is just so quick uh, Kirk serious face Kirk Henderson like compared him to Devin Harris, like early Devin Harris. I think that's a pretty good comparison, at least just the speed aspect of his game. And he didn't really, he only took one three and he made it, but he's not going to take a bunch of outside shots, but he can get to the back. He can get to the rack real quick. So, but Boban, you know, he is great in games when there's not a point guard or just a guard in general that can't exploit him on the other end. The Pelicans don't have that, right? 
Bledsoe's not doing that. Lonzo didn't play in this game. He wouldn't do it either. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he's not there yet. Uh, he, was, he was doing most of his damage from the outside. But Boban can play in this game, and when he can, the Mavs should play him because he makes he makes things a lot easier for a lot of players. Like, four of Dorian Vinny-Smith's assists, like, probably all four of them went to Zion. I know at least two of them did because I wrote them down specifically. Just, you drive into the lane, and if you can get any kind of, you know, defensive help to come on and, you know, help on you, then all of a sudden Boban's just there. You can just dish it to him wherever he is. So he's, he makes things super easy for him. So Boban was great in this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. was great in this game. Brunson, I thought, was pretty good in this game. Just Brunson and Tim Hardaway couldn't get it done at the end. Like, the offense just completely stalled at the end. And that's the difference between good players that can score and great players that can score, right? I mean, we're not we're not fooling anybody with this. So that's what happened in this game. I mean, Josh Richardson, just so confusing. We'll get into him in a little bit. And a couple other things. The rookies, why are the rookies not playing? We'll get into that in a little bit. But the main thing from tonight, I thought, Luca and KP sitting. Well, Luca was out with an illness. He missed the game before with back tightness. Uh, Chris Porzingis missed this game, the second night of a back-to-back with injury management, which is essentially load management, which the Mavericks have stuck to this system. And for KP, it makes the most sense, right? I don't think anyone should be upset that KP's sitting back-to-backs because this has been the thing with him, right? Can he stay healthy? Well, if there's a, if there's a way to keep KP healthy at all, the Mavs should do it, right? Shouldn't everybody agree with that? If there's a way that the Mavs can keep KP healthy for the long run, especially for the playoffs, if they can keep him healthy for the playoffs and there's a way to do that, they should do it. Their medical staff believes this is the way. Sit him in second night of a back-to-backs. And it's not because those games are more dangerous, but it's because they're more dangerous for him if he's you know, ex- exerted himself the night before. He played 38 minutes, I think, the night before against the Pacers. He you know, took a lot of shots, all that kind of stuff. He overextended himself, not overextended himself, but he played a lot. He played hard. And the second night, he's going to be a little tired and fatigued. And when you're tired and fatigued, that's when you get hurt. And that's the reason why they are sitting him in the second night of back-to-backs. Rick Carlisle had a quote he said to um, ESPN Dallas, and it was basically like, this is the plan, right? Like, this is the plan we're sticking to. And uh, it's not about the standings, right? Like, I know a lot of people say, well, the Mavericks should win some of these games and play some of these guys. Well, for Porzingis specifically, it's not about the standings at all. Carlisle said, we have a plan that we execute throughout the season that takes into account what's best for our players' health and our team's health. And that's the thing with Porzingis. For Luka, a little bit of the same thing, but there's a couple games here and there you can talk me into, "Ah, this is probably not the best game to sit in. It's not super obvious, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So that's what's what's going on with Luka and KP sitting. Uh, But Carlisle made a comment. After the Pacers game the other night, want to talk about that, talk about a couple little more things. But before we do that, rockauto.com is the place to go get your car and get your car parts for your car or truck. You go there, it has everything laid out for you. You can get every single part that you need, engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, even new carpet for your car. If you spilled something, you don't want to clean it up, just get new carpet. Just, just replace it, right? That, that's what we do now. Uh, so go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, just look it up, write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box, they know that we sent you, and uh, if you see something you like, just go there, check it out, see something that fits for your car, something you've needed for a long time, you've been putting off and putting off, I know I do the exact same thing, write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So, Rick Carlisle made a comment after the Pacers game. 
He said, we have enough talent to win. I've seen this so many times now. So many people sending this quote, replying with this quote, quote tweeting tweets that I sent tonight with that quote. The full quote was, uh, you know, Rick Carlisle was talking about the Mavericks playing without Luka against the Pacers. We had enough talent and guys available to win this game tonight. We just didn't execute. Hopefully Luka will be available tomorrow night. We will see. How is that not true? Right? Like, I know people are going to be upset with that. Oh, the, no talent. Dorian Vase with no talent. Dwight Powell, no talent. All right, Trey Burke, no talent. The Mavericks were close in that Pacers game. Like, the Mavericks were, were get like, <laughs> they had a chance in that game. And they, every time they're without Luka, they go down early. We get all upset about it. And then they come back and have some kind of, you know, comeback to win. Uh, in this game against the, the Pacers, they were within like four points in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were right there. It's just the end of the the end of games, execution, the you know, it the playmaking down the stretch, the defense down the stretch. They just were they just fell apart in that Pacers game, and in this game against the Pelicans, it was just again the last five minutes. It was the it was crunch time, right? The Mavericks were leading with about three minutes and forty two seconds to go. It was ninety five ninety four, and then a minute later, it's hundred and three to ninety five, <laughs> like. Man, Zion doing stuff, getting Maxi into, into foul trouble. Uh, Ingram just pulls up for a jumper off of Steven Adams pick and like moving screen. And the Mavericks offense just couldn't make shots. When Tim Hardaway Jr. misses a pull-up jumper, when Jalen Brunson misses a you know a, lay, a driving layup, doesn't get the foul. That's what it comes down to. And so it's just the it's just a couple bounces of the ball, a couple different ways. And the Mavericks could have they could have won. This Pelicans game, even though the Pelicans after that stretch, after that stretch right there, they go on a run and then they win by ten, and it's you know it looks it looks a little worse than it was at the end. So I, the Mavericks do I think have the talent to win some of these games. It's just coming out of the execution. You can't win a game against the, the Pelicans like this if Luca and KP are going to be out with Josh Richardson going one of eleven from the field, playing thirty four minutes, and just not being able to score at all. Right? Like if he can't score at all, if he's having a bad night like this then you're not going to win a game, right? That's that's the kind of that's the kind of razor thin margins the Mavericks have when Luka and KP are out. So they do have the talent. It's just they ha- everybody has to execute. Everybody has to step up. Everybody has to play their role, play it almost perfectly, and then they can win. They have the ability to. They have the talent to to win some of these games. Uh, the question then becomes, well, why do you sit Luka then? Why do you sit him in the first night of a back-to-back? What was the plan? In the second night of this back-to-back, Luca was sick. And so we don't know what it was. They say Tim, Tim McMahon reported that it was non-COVID illness. So who, who knows what it was? Maybe <laughs> going out the night before. They said that they got into New Orleans pretty late. Who knows what it was with Luca? So that one you understand, right? That they sat him for this Pelicans game because he was sick. Just happens. The Porzingis one makes sense. Luca sitting the Pacers game. That one's the one where people have a problem with. And why do the Mavericks sit Luca one night and then KP the next night? And why not sit just both of them in uh, you know in one of the games or the other? I don't know if I have an answer for that. That doesn't make sense to me either. Why don't they just pick one game, basically tank that one game for the you know the health of the players long term, and go for the other one? I don't know. Maybe they try to split the difference. They try to get their cake and eat it too. That's the only kind of that's the only answer that really makes sense for him. Maybe they're trying to give Porzingis some time, some run without Luca, because without Luca, Porzingis in that Pacers game, he was going at it, man. He looks like a different player when Luca's not on the floor or when Luca's not in the game, not playing in the game. 
He just has, it's a weird thing where he just has that light bulb in his head that comes out that says, I'm the star player now, right? Like, I'm the captain now. I'm going to take over. And that doesn't happen even when Luka's playing and he's not on the floor. It's, it's, it was a different mentality, a different look from KP. And hopefully he has that same look because he was pretty good in that Pacers game. He wasn't super efficient. He you know missed a bunch of shots. A lot of them were like putbacks for offensive rebounds because he had a bunch of boards. But he had a put, bunch of putbacks for offensive rebounds that makes his field goal percentage look bad. So a lot of those like post-up turnarounds, pretty good. Pretty good for KP in that Pacers game. Hopefully he shows that kind of aggression when Luka plays. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something mental. Uh, final thing I'll get to in this game, the rookies, like <laughs> how many times do we have to talk about this, but the Mavericks rookies, zero run in this game. The Mavericks only played eight players. They played Dorian Finney-Smith, 37 minutes. They played Jalen Brunson, almost 40 minutes. Tim Hardaway, 35 minutes. They played Maxi 30 minutes. Burke and Powell, you know, 17 minutes each, basically. No run for Josh Green, even though he got one shift in the Pacers game. Like, Josh Green couldn't have done what, like, Dwight Powell did or what Josh Richardson did offensively. I feel like he could have, right? And now we we can say this in hindsight and be upset about it, but I don't understand. I don't understand how these guys can't get any run at all or any look at all. Does Carlisle just not trust them to the point where they can't get any run, right? In a game that essentially, I guess, doesn't really matter. Or in you're overextending now your role players, right? How can they not get in here? How can Tyler Bay not give you just as much as what Dwight Powell gave you? Dwight Powell in this game, 17 minutes, zero points, three fouls on Zion, one rebound. One rebound. Like, <laughs> one rebound in this game for Dwight Powell? I, I'm just really confused about the whole rookies not playing. And I think Josh Bow after the game said it right. Like, it's just time to not talk about it anymore. It's not going to happen, right? Like, these guys, if they're not going to get run in a game like this or again in that Oklahoma City game, they're not going to get any run. So, it is what it is. So, uh, that's this game. It was a frustrating game because, you know, Luka couldn't play. KP was already set to be out. So, you're watching this game without two stars. Rookies don't get any runs, so nothing super interesting. But Tim Hardaway Jr. made it watchable. And the Mavericks are now eighth in the Western Conference after a Spurs win. So that's where they stand. The Mavericks, maybe they're angling just to play. Like, hey, they just want to play either the Jazz or the Suns, right? You stay in seven and eight, and you get to play those teams instead of one of the L.A. teams. I don't know. Maybe a little interesting tank job. They think that they can keep it. They think that they can keep it up. So there you go. We'll be back on Monday talking all things Donnie Nelson and uh, JJ Redick and Luca and Porzingis coming back. All that kind of stuff. We'll get into it on Monday. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps.